What's up, podcast listeners? This is Dr. Bailey. Uh, another episode of Adventure Health. This is quite a special episode. I think you're going to enjoy this, and I'm really excited. I've got a special guest with me. You may recognize her. She's been on a few other podcasts, Dr. Kenna Brooke. Say hi, Kenna. Hi, everybody. Nice to be back. Thanks for having me. So if you're just kind of tuning in, Dr. Kenna is a, a doctor of naturopathic medicine. She's been on multiple podcasts for many reasons. And so, you know, kind of fitting that she's on this podcast is really kind of a special day for me. And I, I don't know if Kenna knows what's going on, but, um, you know, today I'm celebrating kind of something really special. I've been in practice for 17 years now today, and I'm really excited. And, and today's podcast is actually kind of kind of different. You know, in, in a world of what's going on and, and such negativity and I don't know, just like dismay and, and, and just we're, we've been disconnected from our normal lives. I want to kind of bring to you this kind of like this story of just of just hope and, and, and potential. And so, Kenna, what do you think? It's been it's been 17 years since I've been in practice. Is that uh, pretty crazy or what? That's pretty crazy. Congratulations. That's pretty amazing, actually. I mean, honestly, how many people can say that they sort of took a leap of faith in their lives and did something that 17 years ago, chiropractic medicine was certainly not as accepted as it is now. And as a naturopathic doctor, I understand what it's like to step into a type of medicine that's not really respected or seen. And you did that a long time ago. And not only are you successful, but you're really up leveling right now into your wellness center and things are shifting and changing and that's pretty monumental. So congratulations, Dr. Bailey. Well, thank you. And, and absolutely. I mean, we, we've become a society where we just go with conventional medicine as like the normal, right? So like Western medicine, as we would call it. Right. Yep. It, it's become the accepted norm. And, and that is to take a medication, to do a surgery, to have a procedure that's quite invasive for something that quite frankly, is created by a lifestyle or, or a habit or, or some aspect of your, your day-to-day life. Maybe it was an injury, maybe it was something severe, but typically it's related to something that is more of a habitual day-to-day lifestyle. And, and so, you know, one of the things that I love, absolutely love with chiropractic is that I feel like sometimes I'm more of a, a lifestyle coach than just a chiropractor. And, and this is uh, a conversation I had with, with a doc over the weekend and he kind of equated himself to being more of a lifestyle coach, you know, and, and Dr. Rick, he was pretty profound. I mean, he was in his late sixties and he was still living life to his full potential. And, and he was talking about how his lifestyle is much different. And, and that's the thing that really about chiropractic attracted me. It was the doctors I met, they just kind of had this mindset that was more of an Eastern philosophy, you know, healthy living, natural living, less medicine, less dependency on that. And and that's super sexy to me because I'll be honest with you. I mean, like the idea of having to not visit a doctor until you get into a severe health crisis, which again, we just mentioned that it's just crazy life circumstances, or maybe it's your everyday life, but um, well, and that's the thing is that medicine is really suppressing. It's suppressing your symptoms. It's not helping you to live optimally and fully. And what Dr. Rick, you said his name was? Yes. Seems to be talking about is 
like a life of abundance and aliveness and living full out even at an older age when everyone tends to start having failing health if we can move away from that suppression of symptoms and supporting the wellness and the vitality of life then we're also supporting living longer and better and more abundant lives so i think that's pretty spot on for chiropractic so can I then, if this is such a special occasion for you, instead of you and I really doing much in the way of back and forth, why don't I just ask you some questions and kind of see what unfolds about your history over the past 17 years? You good I, with that? I think that sounds great. Yeah? Absolutely. Yes. I like to be interviewed. <laughs> well, then let's do it. So um, I think you actually talked about this a little bit in your in our first podcast. Um, I was lucky enough to be part of the initial Adventure Health podcast, and I vaguely remember you talking about this. But what really, how ultimately did you end up in chiropractic medicine versus any other direction in life? I'll give you the cliff notes because it's in my book. Um, my book that I'm writing is your path and it's really essentially my path in life and how I got where I'm at. But so the long of the short is I had a pretty severe injury and this is one of those kind of traumas that we talk about where it was life altering. And, um, you know, when you dislocate bones and, and you potentially, you know, injure your cervical spine and there's just severe damage, the the physical therapy that I received, the medical care that I received just kind of failed me. And, and I yeah. just looked, I was looking for something more. And then all of a sudden at my age, I was also contemplating like my career. And so it was interesting how this all unfolded because like I wanted to be a surgeon and orthopedic kind of called out to me because I wanted to help people. And, and, and I don't know, just biomechanically speaking. But then when I met an orthopedic surgeon and I started to talk to him and his philosophy, it just, it wasn't congruent, like yeah. screwing a pin through my shoulder bone to reduce the range of motion, but increase stability just didn't make sense. And like, it was just kind of a, a foreign object going into my body. And, and I don't know, like for some reason, like there's just something moved me to the direction of like, look for more health oriented care in regards to like more alternative care and, and holistic care. And so, that's really the direction that took me into chiropractic because a friend of mine, Katie, who was my teacher at the time, she basically knew a chiropractor that could really, really kind of communicate with me, talk to me. He was, uh, he was a younger doc and uh, Craig Ruber was his name. He was pretty phenomenal because he really explained chiropractic fully and how the nervous system and all the systems coordinate or are controlled by the nerves in the brain and through the spinal cord and i was just it to me it all made sense and so after like a few adjustments i mean it was like even the first visit i was like what the f just happened like my brain my body everything just like lit up and i was like this is insane like i i, I don't know what just happened like i felt like i took a drug of some sort like i i my body was on like like on fire so then i started to pursue like education and understanding of chiropractic or in my medical careers class with Katie, she challenged me to go like job shadow with people and like more understand what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. And so as a result of like visiting chiropractors, they're, they're again, like I said earlier, their lifestyle was more congruent with like natural, holistic, you know, eat better, move better, have positive, you know, mindset and just really in a sense get in tune with more of a, a natural sense of healing instead of the western 
chemicals and pharmaceuticals and surgeries, right? Well, that obviously resonated with you because otherwise it would have just passed right through you and you would have continued down the path of orthopedics. So what, I mean, like, is that something that you always just innately felt life could offer you? Or do you think that that was something that you were hearing that was different than what you thought life could be? And that was what was intriguing about it? Or do you recall kind of where that draw really came from inside of you originally? That's an interesting question because um, at 16, I felt like I was much more mature in a sense of understanding how the body worked. And you know, I took time in my in my teens to, you know, pursue anatomy and physiology and, and, and biology and science more so than the average person. We didn't have the internet, but I was in the library reading books about how the body worked and how mm -hmm. things should happen. And, you know, I started to learn from mentors who were more my elders, like like I surrounded myself. So I was like 16, but I was hanging out with like 25 and 26 year olds were in healthcare and, and Craig and his brother, um, Daryl, they were so mature, but at the same time, they like, they understood my potential. And it was like, these are mentors of mine where they kind of like took me in. And so dad's um, still my OG chiropractor. He's been around and he's now a chiropractor at 85. Wow. Um, Craig's in his fifties. Yeah. I said that Craig. Um, <laughs> Daryl's, Daryl's like probably elder fifties. But I mean, they're still rocking and rolling. I mean, they're still yeah. they're still adjusting patients, and it's like yeah. when I when I talk to them and I just understand like our roots of how we got here. And you know, as Craig is my my like mentor, I was he was the first chiropractor I worked for out of out of chiropractic school. He looked at me and he was like, "Dude, you got a job." Like, I mean, I just adjusted him in a student clinic. So as chiropractic school went, you would go through your academics and then you would take some boards and then you would get in the clinicals and some of your later academics and take more boards and then you got from um, student clinicals to outpatient clinicals which is when you had to basically recruit your own patients adjust them and i think you had a quota to meet like 350 adjustments or something like that and so i went to craig and i was like hey will you come in to be a patient of mine here i'm adjusting my chiropractor yeah like That's i'm adjusting step. oh my god like you want to talk about being nervous <laughs> nervous <laughs> no <laughs> doubt <laughs> and then I, I like, I remember the first time I adjusted him, he was like, holy <laughs> And I was like, uh, good or bad? He's like, good, like really good. And, and I just had this knack for it, kind of like, I just kind of like, I've always one been physical with my hands. Like I, I always love to tinker or fix things and, and just kind of figure things out. And then the biomechanics was to me more of the engineering side. Cause my, my dad and his dad and all my, my relatives are engineers in, in Detroit. But like I look at things as kind of nuts and bolts and X and Y, Z axis made sense to me. I was like, holy shit, it's a, it's a mathematical formula. If it's this, then you move it there. If it's, it's over here, you just, you know, counter direct it or, you know, use different torque. And so for me, chiropractic, you, go ahead. Do you think that's all it was that really was your sort of knack for it was the mechanics of it and the way that your brain worked from an, you know, more engineering background or do you think that there was something that resonated more with you or your touch or your energy or your understanding of what was happening I mean like I've been adjusted by you on numerous occasions and I've been adjusted by a lot of other chiropractors as well and there's something different when you're just mechanically being adjusted 
versus somebody really intuitively understanding and feeling into what's happening and what needs to happen. And I think obviously if you're working with the nervous system, the more intuitive you can be, the more it can speak to you and guide you. Is that true for you when you're adjusting? You know, that's a good question because, you know, at this point, there's a couple factors. You are. (laughs) (laughs) I started biomechanically and that was 17 years ago. It, to me, it resonated because of the engineering background. Mm-hmm. So more of a kind of a Western philosophy of, of chiropractic, right? right. The bones, the bones moved left, you move it right. If it's moved yeah. up, you move it down. Mm-hmm. And then years went by and it became more, you know, continuing ed training and more connection with patients of mm-hmm. volume. I think in the last, like, like kind of put an example, like the last 10 years going on 11 in this, in this practice, I think, based on the reports, I think I'm somewhere around like 85,000 adjustments, maybe close to 90,000. Wow. You know, and that's in 10 years, almost like 30,000 hours of just table time. Yeah. Of Like next to patients and hands-on. So to answer that question, I, I and I'm not using those numbers like to, to brag or, you know, like have an ego. It's just that like at some point you reach this point of like what they call mastery and you get to a point where you can literally put your hands on somebody and and just feel like you like you said, the nervous system, the idea of like if I can palpate or or, or feel with my hands an area of stress or or high energy, which is like usually produced in heat. Like I mean, like literally I can feel parts of people's spines that are just like hot spots. I mean, it's like insane. Like like five, 10 degrees warmer. And you're like, Oh my God, it's almost like your back has a fever. And and so you get to a point where you can start to feel energy and you can understand people, but then also like the biomechanics of it, you know, what people do every day and you know where yeah. their stress is going to be. I mean, friends, yeah. there's so many areas that if you sit at a computer, I know are under high stress. If you work in a, a warehouse and you're moving boxes for, you know, Amazon or, or, or FedEx or, or whatever, you're moving and, and you're doing the same repetitive. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that produces a movement pattern and you can kind of you know, predict it. But I think in a sense to answer that is yes, you do both. And, and as you learn to adapt and evolve and, and practice, you, you understand you have multiple tools and multiple um, sensations that you can essentially understand how people are moving, how they're feeling, how they're thinking. You're communicating um, with their bodies, it sounds like. Well, absolutely. And especially if you see somebody every week, you know their body language. You know how they move. I've watched patients walk down the hallway. You know, it's one of those things like I, every single patient, when we walk down the hall, I make sure I see how they move and how they're walking, if they're compensating or limping or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things over the years, you just learn to understand through observation. I mean, if I go to, God, if I go to the the grocery store, it drives me crazy. I mean, I look at people's <laughs> posture. Oh my God. And yeah. when I do a, a posture exam on people, I mean, I just know exactly what's happening. And then you yeah. take an x-ray and you see it, but like in the grocery store, wow. People's posture is, is terrible. Oh my God. I'm sorry. So, I mean, we've, I guess we talked about this a little bit, but there, there might be other things that you would add to it. And that is how has being a chiropractor really changed your life or changed who you are more than just what you're doing in your career, but as your sole essence. 
So like in my day-to-day life, I, I think I've become more conscious of living better and uh, in a sense of moving, eating, thinking. You know, I, I've really adopted the chiropractic lifestyle in that sense where it's more than just a job and you clock out and you go home and you just do something completely incongruent with what you do at work. So exactly to me, chiropractic is a lifestyle and there's like so many things that, you know, I've changed over the years. I mean, the way that I used to eat, the way that I used to move, the way I used to think, I mean, it's taken 17 years of training to understand hundreds of hours of clinical nutrition, which I do my CE hours on every year. You know, I've taken wellness courses. I think it's nearly a hundred. It's like 80. It's probably like, yeah, at least 60 or 80 hours of continuing ed and, and just the wellness mindset of uh, eating, moving, and thinking better. Uh, yeah. The the James Chestnut program, and and so like for me, that was an eye opener when he was like, "Hey, listen, until your chiropractors are living longer than other people on the planet, shut the f- up." Yeah, I, was like, I totally agree about naturopathic medicine. I said, I, I, I mean, in my mind, I'm sitting in an audience of like thousands of people. And he just said that. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this guy, this guy literally just called on every chiropractor in the room. And I was like, I really give him credit because that's, that's a bold statement. But I agree with him 100%. Like if you're going to, I don't want to say promise, but if you're going to try and influence people and it's not working for you and you're doing it, then that's not that there's no integrity there. Like you have to, you have to live it. Exactly. Like I look at people who are medical doctors and, and, and uh, the client or the reps that was in, that were in this week were talking about, you know, GI health and they were talking about their, their, their food service product. And I was listening to them and they said the biggest disappointment was that their GI docs had no clue about the education of nutrition and they were unhealthy themselves. And I was like, Holy shit. Why would you want a fat GI doc? Like, what the f- is that going to do for you? Nothing about the microbiome. They don't recommend probiotics. They give medications to decrease acid reflux by reducing acid in the stomach, which then affects the rest of digestion. And also, these drugs have now been shown to cause esophageal cancer. They clearly aren't living a healthy lifestyle. They get no education in it either. It's all really about the drugs. You know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because like when I started in the chiropractic, that was one of the major things you'd asked me about earlier, like why or what was it? And it was that, okay, so I'm going to be transparent. And and this is something that is really near and dear to my heart. So for those of you listening, this is, this is the reason I'm a chiropractor. At 16, they had me hooked on drugs and I was on pain relievers and muscle relaxers. I had a serious affinity, some would call an addiction, at 16 to a pain med that would reduce my pain and a muscle relaxer that would make me feel good for a few hours. My shoulders would dislocate on average sometimes one to three times a day. I was in constant pain and the medical doctors had no clue how to fix me, but they would over-medicate me. I think I was on my fourth, maybe even fifth prescription of pain meds. And I was taking a bottle of pain meds every single month. Mm. I was taking so many that Katie, my You're my talking med- about opiates. Yes. Yeah. So my medical careers teacher at the time, Katie, said, um, what is going on? You were a straight A student, now you're failing my class. What the hell? You don't even give a I said, Nope. Mm. I don't. I don't care. 
because you was, weren't feeling. <laughs> I wasn't feeling anything. I was so over medicated that yeah. to me, it got to a point where the drugs were the only thing that mattered. And yeah. so when that came about and somebody like kind of just slapped me in the face and said, no, you need to take a different direction. Like I literally, within weeks of chiropractic care, I was taking no drugs. I was feeling so good. I stopped taking all my medicine. That's beautiful. It's not only beautiful, it saved my life. You and I wouldn't be having a conversation without chiropractic. We wouldn't even know each other. Yeah, I totally hear you. And I think that's true for a lot of people. So, I mean, this is maybe an answer to this question, but other than yourself, have you seen miracles in the care that you've provided to your patient? Because what you just described to me sounds like a miracle that became There's your calling and your purpose in life. Absolutely. There's been, um, well, there's been more than one, that's for sure. I mean, as I look back, there's been times where, you know, I've had patients not have to use canes and crutches after adjustments. But I think one of the biggest miracles for me was I was adjusting a patient. And so I, I bought my practice from um, a previous chiropractor and he'd had it for years. And 10 years ago, I took over advanced chiropractic and there was a patient in particular and she had Parkinson's and she was, she was quite old. I mean, she definitely was up there. I think she was in her like early seventies, but she had Parkinson's so bad she could barely just sit still. Mm. And the way that my office was laid out, she would lay on a table and there was like a couple different tables in the room. And so she would, um, she would lay on the table. She couldn't lay still. She would like, just like kind of bounce around yeah. with yeah. Parkinson's. She had yeah. these, Tremors so Tremors. bad. Yeah. You know, and and the idea between MS and Parkinson's is MSs are intentional tremors where if you try to move, you have tremors, whereas Parkinson's are resting tremors. Like yeah. you just sit there and you're shaking. Yeah. And we're on a Zoom call and I'm shaking like she is. <laughs> and 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 so here here she is, and I'm I'm trying to grab her and 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 hold her neck and support her to adjust her. And I'm like, I'm literally having to bob and weave and move. And, and it's funny because the finesse of my technique, I always try to kind of just kind of smoothly undulate and just move their spine and just feel the head relax. And then you go in and you deliver the adjustment and kind of to say instantly her tremors would stop, mm. would stop me and, 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 and just stop me. Yeah. You know, in that moment of adjusting somebody's nervous system and taking the stress away and helping that body to alleviate all the stress to the point where the Parkinson's tremors just stopped immediately. And she would get off the table and she wouldn't use her cane and she wouldn't wobble. She wouldn't, you know, stammer in her steps. She would just literally get off the table like a different person and walk out the door. And every single Friday when she would come in, I would just, it would move me. Mm. It would move me. I mean, and, and it happened every single time. And she would literally last six to seven days between adjustments, but she financially couldn't afford to come in more than once a week. But like just the fact that she came in and all of a sudden it was like, it was like a reset. It was completely life-changing. And so mm. to me, that's probably the biggest among others that I've seen, but that that's the one that just like, at the end of the week, it was like, holy 
that was worth anything that I had to go through this week to have that patient get off the table and walk out without a cane. It was just amazing. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. What other memorable moments come to mind for you? Maybe not miraculous, but other impacts that you feel like you've made in people's lives, whether physically or otherwise, oh, ways you've changed patients' lives? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, day to day, there's so many people that, that I see that in a sense, they just kind of have a different mindset and a different energy about them. And they're, they're more positive and they're more upbeat and they're less stressed and they're less hurtful in the sense of having less pain and things. But honestly, I, I, I think the bigger impact is some of my younger patients that have had so much potential that they've reached an athletic excellence mm -hmm. where they've achieved scholarships, best in states, taking swim meets, gymnastics, gymnastics, um, soccer, like top in the top of the league. Yeah. But these are people that like national champions in, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. In a sense, they just basically um, are able to perform better. So that's the other side of chiropractic is, you know, we just improve your potential. And so with chiropractic affecting your nervous system, your alignment, your balance, your movement, your coordination, I mean, people just, they, they function better. They, they, they participate better. You know, I went to the CrossFit Games a couple of years in a row back in 2014, and, and the ability to work with elite athletes. I mean, these are people that are, uh, I mean, CrossFit is the, the fittest, according to them, it's the fittest people on the planet. And so yeah. to be able to adjust these people and to immediately improve their lift, their move, their run, their jump, their whatever, it was like there was a, a locker room, an athletic training room full of people that were chiropractors. And yet I was the only person adjusting. They were all, Why? well, they were all scraping and taping and doing all this other stuff. And then like Lou, <laughs> athletes were like, I want to get adjusted. I'm like, yeah, I got a table right here. Get on my table. And everyone's like, no, no, go see that guy. He actually adjusts and he's not just scraping you or taping you or doing whatever, like soft wow. modality. And, 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 and I'm going to say that because I'm going to call out a profession. We have become a bunch of physical therapists and I don't like it. I mean, 17 years ago, I started adjusting people and I've been adjusting people every single day since I've scraped, I've taped, but I still go back to adjusting. I still go back to taking care of improving their spine and their nervous system Absolutely. And, how their, and how their body works. I mean, the other stuff is just temporary at best. I mean, I can give you a massage, yeah. you feel good for the day, but then after that, it's like, okay, I need another massage or I need to get adjusted or I still feel that tension or that just that aberrant movement. Well, the nervous system is really the foundation of our wellness, I believe, and it's also the connection energetically. I mean, you know, I sometimes get a little bit woo-woo, but like even spiritually, it's like you talk about the kundalini, the kundalini rises through the through the nervous system. Like this is what connects us to other people vibrationally and energetically to our own bodies with all of the signals that the nerves send out and to the divine and our spiritual evolution. So like what's better than a practice that opens that up and keeps it flowing and moving and removes the stagnation. And yes, it also affects the physical body. But I think when you talked about like feeling high the first time you were adjusted, like that's what it is. It's that like, opening everything up and letting all the channels run and that's beautiful <laughs> absolutely 
you know, it, it's so crazy that you say that because like the people that get adjusted who get off the table, they, they get that and understand that. But for those listening, and this is why advance your health is what your doctor should be telling you. It's, it's that there's a natural source of morphine and, 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 and dopamine in your body that is through movement and thought and behavior and with chiropractic it's kind of all the above because you're like essentially resetting those systems. But I mean, like for people like right now, so right now we're in a, in a state of depression. I mean, with COVID so many people are in, in lockdown and like house arrest mentality and, and they're not moving like they should. They just sit on the couch, they order a takeout and they just do this and they have very small amounts of activity. And it's like chiropractic is like getting on a treadmill and going for a run and your brain just lights up and your body lights up and it's like wow there's so much activity that is produced through a single adjustment and the cool thing is for you listeners it's passive you're laying on the table and i'm doing it for you and that's what's yeah. really cool like for me it's exercise i love it i mean people are always like do you work out i'm like i try to but you know obviously my day my day to day from nine to five is like adjusting patients was extremely physical yeah so we both well, get a workout. So where, I mean, like, and I, obviously if somebody has a particular illness or a particular injury, this is going to differ. But if somebody wants to see a chiropractor just solely for like wellness and optimal living, kind of getting themselves into a, a better conditioned state and opening the nervous system to be as optimal as possible, how often do you recommend adjustments? And, and how long does it take for people to really start seeing a difference that feels sustainable more than just a couple minutes after being off the table, typically speaking. Well, you know, that can vary for everybody. Sure. And um, so to answer the, the frequency question, I think if we go to the science, that's two weeks of time between visits because according to some of the MRI studies, they've found that like scar tissue adhesions start to form in the discs of the spine after two weeks of microtrauma and injury. Mm. So when I, I kind of look at it as like, if we wait until it hurts, it's too long. Yeah. So typically like two to three weeks for most patients is ideal. Um, once a month, I would say would be minimum because the amount of stress over four weeks. I mean, just think about all the you go through in four yeah. weeks. Damn. It's like you've tripped on something, you fell on something, you lifted groceries, you, you're dealing with your kids, you're at work, you're sitting at a desk, you're, there, there's so much going on in four weeks. Absolutely. 40 hours, that's 160 hours in a month of just sitting and stressing and texting and your head position and your shoulder rotation and yeah. your mid back and your low back. And it's just like, damn, you got to ride into work every day and you're commute home and you sit in traffic. Okay. If you're listening to this and that sounds like you, get to the <laughs> chiropractor. Yes. So, so the, the idea of the frequency is we want to get to you before the stress accumulates. So we want to hit the reset button for the circuit blows. So if the circuit blows, you waited too long. So if you can get to me a week before, a day before, I don't care. That's the ideal scenario for you. Now, how long between seeing results? Um, I'm going to say if you don't see results in a few visits from your chiropractor, find a new one. Mm. Because honestly, if you get off my table and you don't feel different, if your leg doesn't go higher on the leg raise, if your shoulder range of motion doesn't improve, if your muscle tests don't improve, 
I'm not doing my job. And if you don't see that on day one, I'm honestly not going to even charge you because that didn't work. But it works for everybody. So with that said, I would say within day one or day two. Yeah. And you know, that's actually something also that's very different about you is that you, the way that you adjust doing your, I don't know, assessment, I'm not sure what you would call it, but the way that you move the joint before you make an adjustment, the way functional, you, it's a functional assessment, functional assessment, the yes. functional assessment makes it completely obvious. You can feel what's happening in your body when you first test. And then you adjust and then you retest and then you can feel what's happening in your body that's different and you can feel the way that it flows easier or the joint moves more fluidly or there's like not that discomfort and pain in the lower back like it's it's again different than many chiropractors that i've been to where not only do you feel better if you get off the table but you can even tell the difference already just in the way that you're testing before and after your adjustments. And then to make sure you don't need to do another one and often you will. It's kind of an art, I would say. Do so agree? <laughs> funny, funny you say that, it is, chiropractic is a science, yes. Mm -hmm. So we listen to science people. For those of you who believe in science and accept science and I need science to tell me what to do for my health. Guess what, chiropractic is a science. It's a philosophy. Your body is self-healing. A meme I put today, if only people knew their body was self-healing, they wouldn't mm. need Bill Gates. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that by the way, people. To heal. That's what we yes. have in it. Innate is going to allow your body to return to homeostasis, yes. which is an elevated immune response and presence of a pathogen, disease, or virus. It is also the ability to adapt to stress when you get on a treadmill. If you're, so tell me if your heart rate is, I don't know, 72 beats a minute is a little bit high. I, I, I prefer like in the low 60s or uh, like high 50s. But if your heart rate is 58 on a treadmill and you're going like six miles an hour, there's something not healthy with you. If your blood pressure is 120 over 80 and you're running down the street, that's not normal. So what I'm describing is in times of stress, your body's physiology changes, people. Yeah. Your body needs to adapt to the stress, and that adaption comes from the nervous system, which comes from if your spine is out of alignment, that adaption stops. You can no longer adapt to the stress in your environment. So what are you going to do? Too much or too little? We've talked about this in previous podcasts. You're not moving towards the line of homeostasis, which is what my body should do in the moment. If you're running on a treadmill, if you're at high altitude, if you're under complete stress because of work, your blood pressure and your heart rate is going to change. It has to. That's how your body adapts to its environment. Yeah. But if you're constantly here or there because of a medication, medication doesn't know how your body's supposed to react in the moment. It just slows, it lowers it or it raises it depending on what the doctor sees on your blood work. In kind of, you do blood work, when does it happen? In just a single moment? No, definitely over time. You have to work with the system. Well, your blood, when you look at it, does it does happen in the moment in a sense of like, that's where it is in times of stress, but you're absolutely right. You have to see how things change over time. So almost like I want to see like a patient do blood work, do it in like multiple times in a day. Like tell me where it's at in the morning, absolutely. in the afternoon, after work, after like rush hour. 
Like, let me see those parameters. I want to see, like, can we talk? This is cool. Maybe this is something that we could talk about with, like, patients. So when you do blood work, I want to see it in morning, midday, and afternoon. I want to see it in the course of 24 hours. Yeah. Might not be a bad idea. Hmm. Well, and, and some things change very quickly and some things take a long time. It depends on how long it takes for certain blood cells to be produced, made. You know, if you're looking at things hormonally, those are going to be more on cycles of days, sometimes weeks. So it depends on what you're measuring, but you can certainly measure things like cortisol levels, your stress hormones. You can measure things like inflammation, which is more of an in, instantaneous moment of your inflammation, things like the sedimentation rate. And then longer term inflammation, looking more at things like the CRP. So you can really measure like how things can happen quickly versus over time and what creates adjustments in those numbers. That'd be awesome to be able to work with patients and adjust them and then have them do blood work after and, yeah, you know, even exercise. So a little trial or something you could put together. Oh, I'm sure we could. And the wellness center might be able to provide that. I um, think you might be right. So I was talking to my friend Brian and uh, him and I are going to have lunch tomorrow. And he's funny because he's a, he's a type one diabetic. And so he's been under insulin control his whole adult life. And so he realized his diet and his exercise directly influence on his little smartwatch, his numbers. And he showed me like, as soon as day one started of his exercise like routine, his blood sugar went way down. Way down. I mean, like normal, like plateaued normal. And it was just funny. Like how he had to adjust his insulin levels, no doubt, or he would have potentially passed out. Exactly. Exactly right. And so as I look at somebody like him, I mean, not only is he getting adjusted, but he's dealing with like lifestyle factors. And that's the whole thing of our practice is let's teach people to eat well, move well, and think well, where they are actually getting the full spectrum of just, I don't know, like more than just chiropractic. And so the way you eat and move and think is absolutely going to influence your stress and your hormones and blood sugar and all that stuff. So I think, um, you know, that's a big takeaway from the last 17 years in practice of just like understanding there's more to it than just getting adjusted. You have to kind of live that lifestyle. Absolutely agree. I mean, it is the holistic lifestyle and chiropractic is a huge part of that. So obviously you've made a huge impact in a lot of lives and you've seen all sorts of miracles and changes, but like, what would you say are some of the more enjoyable, fun experiences in your life that have come from being a chiropractor? Different than just making a difference in people's lives, but like, what's, what, what makes it fun for you? What keeps your passion alive in it besides affecting your patients? Why else is this still your dream, still your passion, still your desire to grow and build advanced chiropractic? You know, I think day to day, I just, I, I wake up with this, this purpose and this drive, this fire to, to help more people. And I now live in a small town um, or smaller town where I see people on a regular basis where out they, yeah, like out in restaurants, yeah. uh, grocery store, gas station. I mean, like anywhere I go, I, I typically see people. But I think for me to really understand my impact is to see the amount of people that I influence. And like I was at lunch today with the girls and we were at a hibachi restaurant and Amy, my office manager, she's looking at me. She's like, 
what are you looking at? I was like, people I know in this restaurant. <laughs> I just, I say that because like the amount of people, I think there was two or three people I recognized in the restaurant that were patients of mine. I was like, holy shit, like I'm making a difference in this community and yeah. everywhere I go, yeah, everywhere I go, these people are, I'm hopeful that they're living a healthier life and they're making an impact in their family and their kids and, you know, their friends and their siblings and stuff like that. But, you know, for me, I think my purpose and what wakes me up and gets me just fired up is to help people live a better life. And, and the fact that they're going to spread that information and adventure health is just that it's, you're, it's what your doctor is supposed to be telling you. And I, I hope that this resonates with you. And every day I go into the practice and I talk to people, I tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Mm. Like it's what you should be hearing, not what you want to hear. If that's it. You're, you're not placating. Hear... No, no, not at all. I don't, <laughs> nope, that's not me. Definitely, definitely not you. You're making no. a difference, though, in your community, obviously, and that's a fun part. But other fun parts, or is just the impact that you make really the biggest thing that feeds you? No, I, I mean, I think that, um, you know, being able to, you know, have some flexibility in my life and go yeah. and play and do things and um, have you know, balance. Yes, have balance and and be able to go and travel and and do things. I've been a been to multiple countries i've been to many of the the, the 40 state the 50 states in this country <laughs> i say 40 because i i feel like that's my goal i want to get to at least 40 of the 50 states and like and i'm trying to think of how many i've been to and it's getting damn close to 40 because i've been traveling a bunch lately but i love it i mean and that's one of the things that like chiropractic has allowed me to do is that freedom and flexibility of like continuing ed and, and colleagues who have practices in other states and I get to go visit and travel and yeah just be I don't know just be alive and and and, and chiropractic has allowed me to kind of achieve that goal of just just being alive and and traveling and doing and going and seeing and that's a lot of people don't do that they just they become very complacent and they just yeah. they kind of just grow roots and they sit there and it's like, I don't understand. I don't know why somebody would want to stay in the same zip code the rest of their life. And But don't you think that honestly, like again, as if we bring it back to the nervous system and if your nervous system is stagnant and stuck and it's uncomfortable to move and you don't sleep well and like you just, everything feels heavy and undesirable. Like there's a lack of joy, a lack of excitement in the system. And so why would you want to like, get on a plane and go somewhere and sleep in a different bed and move around and walk around when you're uncomfortable. But if you're like really alive and awakening, awakening the nervous system, I think that really makes you want to live more, want to experience more, want to do more, want to be more active. Energetically, you're just more vibrant. And that has an energy of doing and going and being and experiencing. So I think that makes perfect sense that this lifestyle for you is also what feeds what you're offering your patients in chiropractic. You know, it's funny you say that because I mean, so many people want to live vicariously through me and, and, and move and, and experience and explore, but it's because they're stuck. Like you said, they're just stuck in their way, their life, their, their pain, 
pattern, which is my low back hurts, so I can't sit in the car, so I can't drive anywhere. And yeah, so their pain pattern and their story, what their they story. make that mean. Mm -hmm. Yep, their, their story being their excuse, their whatever, their obstacle. But no, I mean, I think a lot of people, when they start to receive chiropractic care and, and they start to get results, they start to become more mobile, more open, more free, more more able, wow. more mm -hmm. able to live a life that's to their full potential. And, and that's kind of, so our new, um, this is awesome because Megan did an amazing job. She created this like logo for our new clothing line, which we have some hats that are actually getting uh, printed and some shirts, but it's live your dream. It's the idea that you should live your dream. Yes. You're only here for a short time. You will yeah. You don't know how long. I don't know how long. Yeah. But I mean, every day I wake up, it's like, okay, what you, you said this earlier, like what drives me? My my drive is to live a life of a full potential every day. Like today was Thursday. It rained this morning. Everybody was pissed off. And I was like, okay. And then by lunch, I get in my car, my sunroof's open, my windows are down. It's 74, it's sunny, it's beautiful. And the rain is all behind us, but yet it's all everybody talked about all morning. It was pissing me off. I was like, it's raining today. I'm like, so? You think it's going to rain the rest of your life? No. Well, and you need the rain for things to grow. So like we're entering spring. This is the time. You have to have the darkness to find the light. You have to have death for rebirth. It's everything that becomes the soil and the fertilizer for what is being seeded. So. Exactly. Wow. And, and get, and kind of guess what I said. What so did you say? <laughs> without the, without the rain, you don't have the plants, the flowers and the buds. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. The buds, the buds on the trees, on the plants, on everything that requires rain. And that, yeah. you know, is essential. And there's so many people that just see the negativity, oh the darkness and, and it's like, okay, got it. So when you're subluxated, when your spine is, in distress, you are more likely to see the darkness than the lightness. And I feel like a lot of people, after they get adjusted, their attitudes, their behaviors change. I've had people, like you asked earlier about like certain individuals or like scenarios, there's people that would get adjusted and a week later, I would see a smile for the first time in probably their adult life. They were just so happy and excited that they felt so good and their mood wow. was improved. Yeah. And like, like to me, like there's no money, there's no accolade that can come from that other than seeing somebody who just was miserable, change their mentality, their attitude in the course of a week to the point where they're yeah. just so elated to be alive and, and, and they're full of life. And you see them smile, laugh and giggle and you're like, holy like where were you on monday like monday you were like miserable mary kind of debbie downer and now you're like skipping down the hallway like what the fuck is going on these are the same people like i mean it's just it's 17 years and in tens of thousands of people i've seen it's like holy this happens every time people so for those listening the point of this conversation was to open your eyes to 17 years of helping so many people. 
I want you to be on the table at a chiropractor. I don't even care about my office. Go see a chiropractor who's good. That's the goal of this conversation. You're going to be somewhere in another state, another country, somewhere else in the world. I mean, nine countries and and freaking 30 states or something crazy. It's, yes. Well, I, I, what is your, I mean, in, in that capacity, like what do you see is your future? Chiropractically speaking, yes, but what is the real legacy that you want to leave after 17 years in practice, after having a voice in multiple countries? What really at this point, as you're stepping into something new, um, building the wellness center 17 years, kind of up leveling what you're doing. What do you see as your ultimate legacy and desire for advanced chiropractic and for Dr. Jason Bailey? Hmm. Very interesting. We had this conversation the other day, Bob Bacon and I, it is to create a legacy of chiropractors like us that travel around the country and around the world and practice in every state and every country that do what we do. We do a functional assessment. We take chiropractic to another level. We teach wellness. We teach health. We teach the idea of eating and moving and thinking well and, and teaching the mantra of living a wellness lifestyle and teaching their patients and influencing chiropractors who influence thousands of people. So Craig is my chiropractor. So here's a little, little, uh, little family tree. So Craig adjusted me. And so I'm down here downstream and I became a chiropractor and I've adjusted tens of thousands of people. Mm. So Craig taught me to be a chiropractor, influenced me to be a chiropractor. His one influence was tens of thousands of people. My influence on three, four, 10, 15, a hundred chiropractors is tens of thousands. So my legacy, a hundred chiropractors that influence a million people. Beautiful. That's my goal. And for me, that has nothing to do with anything other than mentoring and teaching and oh wait hold on rewind i've been a peak doctor at life university and i've had over 12 clinicians and students who are now chiropractors hmm. all of which well, are extremely successful 100 are already there then so i've already reached a million and that influence um probably because of brian mabry is a shout out to brian mother has got four clinics already my student, my student intern has more clinics than me and has way more influence. He's the man, dude. Brian is, dude, was an awesome adjuster. I wish I could have hired him, but he knew his potential. He knew he could just move on and go back to Ohio and open four clinics and make tons of money and influence hundreds of thousands of people. And I, I love it. And Josh Ben, he's another one. Marie Palazzolo. I'm going to call them all out right now. Marie Palazzolo went to my high school, met her at Chippewa Valley University or Chippewa Valley High School. Now she's a chiropractor in Rochester, Michigan. She's influencing tens of thousands of people every year. I mean, these are, these are people that like, awesome. I, I just, this is why I do what I do. Like, I love it. I want to keep doing it, but I also want to teach it. And that's my legacy. I want to teach it. I want to write a book. And I want to have my uh, my book, Your Your Path, as a title to influence people about 
staying positive. And there's a story of hope in this. This is a guy, a kid out of the ghetto in Detroit, like just, I don't know. I came from not a lot and I'm trying to provide everything for a lot of people. And I really, I really want to do that. And I'm excited for it. And chiropractic is my vehicle kind of, I think that in the wrap up of this is just that it has been not just a job. It's been a lifestyle and a profession that's provided for me and my family. And it's allowed me to open doors and, and meet people and change lives and save lives and help people prevent surgery and not take drugs and get off drugs and not become addicted and just it's amazing i cannot ask for a better job every single day i wake up i'm so proud to be a chiropractor congratulations jason it's a lot you've done a lot and you have a lot you're doing so i look forward to doing this interview in 10 years and seeing where you are in your legacy at that point you should be proud. You are affecting a lot of lives and making a big difference in the world. And that's a beautiful thing. Congratulations. Thank you. And to wrap this up, I have some good news. This just in, Adva Advanced Health and Wellness Center is about to open in June. June 1st is the target goal. We have a beautiful wellness center we're opening. It's been 17 years in the making. I am so excited to provide this facility to my community and to the metro Atlanta area. We have over 3,000 square feet of health and wellness with just so many services that we're going to offer. Um, NoonandWellness.com is where we're at. And if you want to reach out to the office, you can call us at 770-253-5040. This wellness center is about to blow up. And so oh, I say that, your dream. exactly. It is so much a reality. We are so close. We're so excited. And I cannot wait to show the community this wellness center. So for those listening, if you heard something you'd like, pass it along. If you didn't, pass it along. Because there's other people, unlike you, that may want to hear our voices. Chiropractic is awesome. I've been doing it for 17 years. I can tell you firsthand, it is amazing. If it wasn't, I wouldn't keep doing it. I want to thank Dr. Kenna for such an amazing interview, such a beautiful person. And I'll tell you what, she is such a um, force to be reckoned with, with health and wellness. Um, you're going to hear a lot of her voice in the future. And uh, I look forward to all of our podcasts moving forward. So thank you, Kenna. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. It really was my honor. And uh, thank you for our listeners. I really appreciate y'all staying tuned. But um, if you liked it, awesome. Give us feedback. If not, give us feedback as well so we can improve it, make it better. And uh, thank you again. So have a great rest of your day. And thanks for listening. Oh, and I will be with you when the darky sweeter comes. Oh, and I will be with you to feel California sun. Oh, and I